Today in our Bible reading, we read a parable that is often called the parable of the wicked vine dressers. Now, I won't recount it here. You can go read it in the Gospels, including Luke chapter 20. But you remember the one, the owner of a vineyard, leases it out, sends multiple delegations to go collect rent, and the renters beat and humiliate the collection agents. And then he sends his son, and the renters kill him. But my friends, what does that have to do with King Hussein of Jordan? Or as is our point today, what does that have to do with you and me? Welcome. Hello world, this is Roger Corville and this is for the Hope's Always Be Ready segment where we supplement our daily Bible read through with a short exploration of an idea that relates to us thinking more strategically and living more effectively as Sunday morning touches down on Monday morning. My friends, today's Always Be Ready thought comes from Ken Bailey's book, Jesus Through Middle Eastern Eyes, and his point about that parable is that we here in 2022 are tempted to assume that the renters are the major players in the drama. But in its cultural context, the vineyard owner is clearly the hero of the story, and he exhibits something not easily translated into a single English word. The Greek word is macrothymia. To illustrate, he shares this story, which he confirms that he corroborated as true. This is from his book. One night in the early 1980s, the king, this was King Hussein of Jordan, the king was informed by his security police that a group of about 75 Jordanian army officers were at that very moment meeting in a nearby barracks plotting a military overthrow of the kingdom. The security officers requested permission to surround the barracks and arrest the plotters. After a somber pause, the king refused and said, Bring me a small helicopter. A helicopter was brought, and the king climbed in with the pilot and himself flew to the barracks and landed on its flat roof. The king told the pilot, If you hear gunshots, fly away at once without me. Unarmed, the king then walked down two flights of stairs and suddenly appeared in the room where the plotters were meeting and quietly said to them, Gentlemen, it has come to my attention that you are meeting here tonight to finalize your plans to overthrow the government, take over the country, and install a military dictator. If you do this, the army will break apart and the country will be plunged into civil war. Tens of thousands of innocent people will die. There is no need for this. Here I am. Kill me and proceed. That way, only one man will die. After a moment of stunned silence, the rebels, as one, rushed forward to kiss the king's hand and feet and pledge loyalty to him for life. Now, as Ken Bailey points out, we often read the parable of the wicked tenants from the beginning to the end. But the form of that parable he points out, is a Hebrew way of writing that we often see in Psalms, which has the center of the story as its climax. We read the climax being about the renters murdering the vineyard owner's son, and that while it's not wrong to see the connection between that and the fact that they do end up murdering Jesus on a cross, 
The true climax, according to Bailey, is the decision made by the vineyard owner. Well, what did he decide to do? He decided to send his son. He sent his son alone and unarmed. A bit like King Hussein, perhaps. He opted for total vulnerability. He acted nobly, and by doing so, he fanned into flame the dying embers of the rebel's sense of honor. Now, the implication in the parable is that if the vineyard renters accept the son who is sent, complete amnesty will apply. My friends, Jesus' concern should be our concern. Remember, he wasn't interested in winning an argument or showing up the religious authorities who perceived the parable was about them or becoming an earthly king like Herod or Caesar, per se. He was interested in the heritage of Israel, and by extension, he has called us to follow him as ministers of reconciliation, truth-tellers, seeking, as far as it depends on us, to be at peace with all. The heritage of all people is potentially being adopted into the kingdom of God. But what do we call it, this vulnerability in the face of violence? Well, I'll leave you with a quote from Bailey. In the Greek, the word makrothymia and the Arabic, the word kalim, have such words And it means something like patience, long-suffering, risk-taking, compassion, and self-emptying together. And this is what describes the vineyard owner. And he writes, I have reluctantly chosen noble as the best word available. My friends, may we think about life in the marketplace as ministers of reconciliation from the context of being noble. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.